Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient or adult use person and you would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa, both S's. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at IC Sativa Podcast. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. We plan on doing big things with our humble little project, such as going to trade shows, visiting other MMJ and recreational states, as well as doing on-field work. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do that by going to www.anchor.fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You could support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. And we even have a $5 tier and a $10 tier if you're feeling extra generous. By supporting us on Patreon, it helps to sustain the podcast. It helps us to grow. And you, and in addition, you get bonus content. So you get live streams that I do at even the $1 tier. You get early release episodes even at the $1 tier. Um, you also get um, exclusive episodes that um, the general public won't get. So you can support us for as little as $1 a day. And any little bit helps. And we would really appreciate any support you can give the project. And without further ado, here's the episode. Hey y'all, um, hope you guys are having a great day. Um, it's 2.36pm in Legal, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. So today's episode, we're going to go over how you get a medical marijuana card in New Mexico. And um, so we're just going to go over the basic rules of the road. This is a really helpful article from Leafly.com. Um, it was written by Zibby Wilder. If you're interested in getting your medical marijuana card in New Mexico, the process is pretty straightforward. You'd be joining nearly six thousand other patients involved with MMJ. If they did it, so can you. There are two types of certifications for medical marijuana. Personal. This is a medical marijuana card for personal use of a qualifying patient. Caregiver. This allows an adult caregiver to purchase medical cannabis on the behalf of a qualified patient. The patient represented must also hold a personal certification. Instructions for caregiver applications can be found here. Below is our guide for covering the steps for personal certification for an adult patient. Do you qualify for new, for medical marijuana in New Mexico? There are 22 conditions that qualify for 
New Mexico for medical marijuana in New Mexico. They are a amyotrophic lateral sclerosis (ALS), cancer, Crohn's disease, epilepsy, glaucoma, hepatitis C, um, HIV, AIDS, Huntington's disease, hospice care, inclusion, body mitosis, inf inflammatory, autoimmune-mediated arthritis. I wonder if Mr. Sativa would qualify for, for that if he lived in New Mexico, being as I've got it. But, um, who knows? <laughs> Intractical, in, intractable nausea slash vomiting, multiple sclerosis, damage to the nerve, tissue, and spinal cord, with proof of uh, objective neuro neurological indication of intractable, intractable spacity required. Painful per peripheral neuropathy. Parkinson's disease. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Severe chronic pain. Severe anorexia. Uh, spasmodic torticollis. Cervical dysnonia. Alter, alterative colitis, obstructive sleep apnea. While some changes are straightforward, others will be required by the State Department of Health, which oversees the medical cannabis program, to promulgate new rules. Here's a breakdown of what SB 406 does. Um, by June 14th, which was a couple weeks ago, uh, medical cannabis will be allowed in some public school can campuses under certain circumstances. The law says that administering cannabis cannot disrupt the educational environment and parents must submit a detailed medication plan for from a qualified medical professional to the school. The newly signed law does not force schools to allow medical cannabis on grounds if the district determines that federal funding may be at risk. But the law says a school or a school district cannot deny a child access to to the classroom because they use medical cannabis. Definitions. While there are some changes with reg regards to medical cannabis, most of them line up with what's in current rules. But now these definitions are cemented in the law. One minor change that they may impact patients in rural areas involves who can take cannabis to a manufacturer where the plant yield would be turned to edibles, extracts, and derivatives. HOA allowed licensed non-profit producers to sell their product, sell their profit producer, excuse me, allowed licensed non-profit producers to send their product to licensed manufacturers. Now these with a personal production license, in other words, those who are licensed to grow their own medical cannabis can pay to have their plants processed professionally. Nextly, reciprocation. The new law allows medical cannabis patients from other states that have medical cannabis program to take part in New Mexico's medical cannabis program. Extended renewal period. New so when you get this card and you try to qualify, um, your 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 card is not your card is going. New cannabis patients 
will now be able to wait three years before renewing their cards instead of just one year. So now the cards are going to last for three years now that you're renewing. And um, also another awesome power move by the governor, um, patient protections. Medical pa medical cannabis patients will see some protections. Under the new law, employers cannot fire workers for simply being a medical cannabis patient. The law has some ex exceptions, of course, like employees who work safety-sensitive jobs. And empl employers can still terminate a worker for being intoxicated at work. Again, fair enough. You know, as long as they're medicated. If they're medicated, that's a-okay. But intoxicated, you know, intoxicated, alcohol, ecstasy, LSD, it's unprofessional, it's uncouth, don't do it. Patients and parents of patients are protected under the new law from the child, youth, and family department taking custody of their children because of medical cannabis. Likewise, the law prevents denied custody rights for being a medical cannabis patient. Also important, the law also allows for licensed establishments to create consumption areas as long as they are approved, approved by the DOH. Besides signing medical cannabis changes into law, Luhan Grisham approved a bill related to non-medical cannabis that is a, that may be a step towards full legalization to adult use medical adult use recreational cannabis. Also passed, the governor this week signed Senate Bill 323, which eliminates criminal penalties for small possessions to other to to can uh, to, of small amounts of cannabis and replace them with civil penalties and or fines. The bill sponsor, Senate Joseph Cervantes, opposes full legalization of cannabis but has been pushing versions of his bill to eliminate criminal charges since 2015. Vote that do it out, man. New Mexico needs adult use. Medical, med they've had medical for, for, for 12, 11, 12 years. You know, it, look, enough of, enough of the population has a cousin, has a coworker, has someone who's a medical cannabis patient or has, or who has benefited. It's due time to get this done. It's due time to vote out the the conservative Democrats in New Mexico and to get this happening. But um, yeah, I mean, so what I'm noticing, and like even in like states where you know you don't have as as lax or or of a um, medical marijuana list, or you don't have like sort of an elastic clause like my state has. Colitis almost always makes the list. Um, you know, HIV AIDS is always makes the list. Like, um, um, shout out to um, okay, trying to see if Alzheimer's is uh on the list. That's odd, it isn't. But shout out to the folks at Reefer Revolution DC four twenty. Um, they say that most of the time Alzheimer's and and uh. Yeah, and, and dementia tends to make the list. But I'm not seeing it in the New Mexico list, but colitis is always included, HIV is included, epilepsy, even even in Texas. In fact, in Texas, that's the only condition you can get it for. Cancer, largely approved, AOL, ALS, 
um, multiple sclerosis are almost always included, even in very conservative states. But, um, but just some, like, some inside knowledge and some stuff that I've been combing through the internet. So I combed through some, some sites, including Reddit, and a lot of people say that PTSD is the easiest way, is your easiest in in New Mexico to get medical marijuana. So if you've ever, if you've ever, I don't know, if you've ever been abused as, like, a child, or you've ever been in a in a horrible car accident or, um, you know, you've dealt with workplace abuse or whatever, or workplace bullying or your, your boss placing terrible demands and, 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 and putting undue pressure on you. You can use that to get your way into a PTSD diagnosis and get approved to get medical marijuana in New Mexico. So, I just wanted to point that out before for, before going. What should you expect during the application process? If you suffer from one of the above ailments, you could apply for a free New Mexico medical marijuana card. The application is four pages, two of which are instructions. The remaining two pages are forms, one for you to fill out and one for your health practitioner to fill out. You must print the application out and complete and sign the patient section. It is important to remember the original paperwork. Original signatures must be must be submitted. Any copies should be kept for your personal records. Additionally, you are required to provide a copy of a current and valid, and valid New Mexico driver's license and or ID. Make an, make an appointment with a, your doctor. Any New Mexico practitioner with prescribing authority can sign the medical certification on the patient application. Here's what you should expect. So I'm going to butt in a little bit before reading the, the bullet list. Um, like I would say with most states, I, I'm, I'm sure in New Mexico and I've read and from my research, I've read that some like traditional sort of like psychiatrists or doctors will sign off on this form. So you're not necessarily having to go to a medical marijuana doctor all the time. But I highly recommend that, you know, if it's if 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 you um, check out the resources I'm going to send to you, the weed maps um, directory of um, medical can of of marijuana doctors, I highly recommend like we've talked about in previous episodes that if you're going to get your card Again, most doctors aren't educated on the endocannabinoid system, so they have this. So they have a lot of blind spots as to the efficacy of cannabis as a medicine. And B, because it's federally illegal in the Schedule One narcotic, they don't. They get discouraged to even look into prescribing it or looking into seeing the medical effects of it. So they're a lot of times they're going to be ignorant on it. And also, a lot of the times. Even if they do know some things about it and they're not opposed to giving it a shot with you, if they feel it will benefit you, a lot of times the company that owns the the um, the primary care practice, they they the the parent company has has uh, regulations and rules against the doctors, you know, offering a recommendation for marijuana or, or prescribing it. So. Um, so it's best 
to, like I've said previous episodes, to just get your medical records from your doctor, your get your medical rec- records from your psychiatrist, your doctor, your primary care doctor, whomever. Like I said earlier, PTSD is often the best in is often the best in and is what most people who um who who get medical marijuana in New Mexico is what most people qualify under. So that's your easiest in. So try to get all the paperwork from your doctor, your psychiatrist, um, you know, bring pill bottles. I would I I mean I would do I would just do that just in case, you know. When you go to the marijuana doctor. But yeah, just take your don't let your primary care doctor know. Just ask, just tell them you want your medical records, and that's it. And if they ask, tell them it's none of their business. Just tell them you want your medical records, and then take it to the marijuana doctor, and then they will sign off on this paperwork. Bring the entire application to your appointment. And if you do not have a history, see, like I told you, with the medical professional you're meeting with so again the marijuana doctor so um so like like most of us like i didn't have a prior relationship with my mar- with the marijuana doctor that renews me every year but again because my doctors or because doctors in general are 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 you know not are dissuaded or or um D- discouraged from from prescribing or recommending cannabis or putting their name associated with cannabis because of you know federal prohibition because again they're not taught in medical school so they don't know they don't know the effects you know there's blind spots in their thinking but um but yeah i mean because of that it's best to just go to someone to go to a medical to go to a cannabis doctor that you don't have the relationship with your medical records that you got from your traditional doctor in hand, and then, and they're gonna they're gonna fill out the application, you know. Your practitioner must fill out their. So since this leafy article came out, um, it appears that um, that uh, Governor Luhan Grisham. Um, in April, on April 5th, 2019, did a number of things to help improve the medical marijuana program that isn't included in the original Leafly article. So, um, through, through Governor Michelle Luan Grisham signing, signing Senate Bill, um, 406 into law, which was the first structural change into the Lynn and Aaron Compassionate Use Act, that was enacted in 2007. The bill, the Senate bill made broad changes to the program that ranged from allowing medical cannabis in schools to allowing licensed manufacturers to process homegrown can- medical cannabis. That's a huge change. That's very, very good. That's a very, very good. Gr- Grisham is making, Lu- Gov- Luan Grisham is making power moves of marijuana. She's been She's been like um, her neighboring um, Western governor, Jared Polis, from what I've been observing from her and the articles I read about what's going on in New Mexico. She's been very, very pro-cannabis and has been treating us as, as law-abiding adults that deserve to be um, de- deserve to be heard as a, as a demographic. So she's been 
liberalizing the medical marijuana laws. She she passed decriminalization, while the um while the um while the Senate and the House come to an agreement, get enough votes to pass adult use because he came short of doing so. But um but yeah um she's making power moves. So you will want to have. So you will want to have your previous records sent to the office or printed out to bring with you. Your, your practitioner must fill out their part of the application, sign it, and attach their most recent notes confirming your qualifying diagnosis. Again, PTSD is the easiest in from what I've been reading. Note, you must also include a copy of your notes your practitioner will attach to their part of the application with yours. Once you are, once you have all the information covered in the first steps, you are ready to mail or hand deliver your application. The program does not allow for online applications. What happens after you submit your application? Once your application has been submitted, the state has 30 days to review and either approve or deny it. Incomplete information in the application may delay your review, so pay attention to the details. Submit originals, not copies of the application. Provide a copy of a current New Mexico driver's license or ID. Make copies of your health practitioner's notes on your qualifying diagnosis to attach to your portion of the application. Be sure that your application is signed, dated by you and your health practitioner as noted. How long is a New Mexico, New Mexico MMJ card valid? If approved, your card will arrive in the mail. Cards will, are valid and um, according to the updated, updated um, bill that they have signed, it's going to be valid for three years. I don't know when that kicks in. But um, this the relief the article is sort of out of date on that, um, it, because the article only goes to twenty eighteen. But the new governor, um, that replaced the reefer madness Republican governor, the new governor is a Democrat now, and she's totally in the tank for full legalization. You know, it looks like she's almost as she looks like I said, it looks like she's as progressive as um, uh, neighboring um. Uh, Jared Polings, like he's she 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 seems totally in the tank to legalize cannabis and to expunge and and right the wrongs of the drug war. So good on her. So I'm gonna skip this part part of so some of this part of the article. But um. Patients must be medically recertified, which means you go through the same process as the initial application. Be sure to begin the renewal process at least 60 days before your card expiration to ensure no lapse in coverage. If there are issues with your application, the New Mexico Medical Cannabis Program will get in touch with you and let you know what's missing to give you an opportunity to provide the information required to complete your application. If you cannot if you cannot provide the required documentation and are denied, you must wait six months 
to reapply. So again, I'm going to read that line again because it's pretty important. If you cannot provide the required documentation and are denied, you must wait six months to reapply. So you got to get this right the first day around. Visit your nearest dispensary. There are licensed dispensaries in locations across the state from Gallup to Roswell to Tahos to Las Cruces. To visit all you need is your card and your New Mexico ID or driver's license or passport, I'm guessing. But uh, definitely stick with the article definition, so ID or driver's license. Patients are allowed to purchase medical cannabis based on unit system, which is limited to possession of no more than 230 units, approximately 8 ounces over a 3-month period. Grow your own medical cannabis. Approved patients can apply for a personal production license, which allows a card carrier to grow up to 16 plants for personal use. This There is a $30 fee for this application, which may be waived if you fall at or below 200% of the federal poverty level. If you rent and le or lease, you will have to pr provide written permission from your property owner. Those living in federally subsidized housing or federal or tribal land may not be able to qualify for this license. If approved, you are allowed possession of a maximum of four mature plants and 12 seedlings. End of article. So um, I'm going to leave resources to to all the things you will need to get this going, including a link to doctors. Again, try to get your records from your psychologist, your psychiatrist, your PCP. You know, bring your medications to your to your marijuana doctor after you've gotten your records. You know, and and that's gonna go a long way in getting the process up and rolling. So, um, I guess that's all I have to say. And um, as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out. But I do have one last thing that I want to talk about. As of the article from June 10th, um, the governor or the, um, or the New Mexico Department of Health um, added um, a number of ailments to the qualifying condition list. So Alzheimer's is added. So like Reefer Revolution said, in most states, it gets added. Cancer cures dementia and or Alzheimer's, it does. Um, so they also, excuse me, so they also added opioid use disorder, autism spectrum disorder, and three qualifying conditions approved this month by the state may now turn to medical cannabis as a new form of treatment. And the New Mexico Department of Health on Thursday also added Frederick ataxia, Lewy body disease, and spinal muscular atrophy to a growing list of medical conditions that were broadened under Senate Bill 406 that Governor Michelle Luan Grisham signed into law this year. So 
And then some other highlights. So as of May 31st, a total of 73,350 73, patients were enrolled in the New Mexico Cannabis Program. A 37% increase, 37% increase from 2018. So, I mean, when you have a, when you get rid of your reefer madness governor that hates cannabis and wants to, you know, um, use, um, their personal biases and, and reefer madness and cultural posturing, then, you know, you get pro cannabis leadership and the people that need it to treat their pain get it. The people that need to treat their illnesses get it. They get access. More people have access, more people are less intimidated by the process through, you know, some of the resources that we're, we're talking about now and through the list in general just being expanded and the process being easier and, and, and home growers being licensed to, to sell the dispensaries. You know, that's going to lower the price big time because if it's not just the dispensaries owning the whole process or whatever, or... Or, you know, like if in Prop 215 that California had, dispensaries were getting their cannabis from, from caregivers and home growers. And, and they kept and, and made the, their, the, their market, the biggest cannabis market in the world, the envy of the, of, of the United States and the envy of the world by, by doing that. Michigan did a very similar thing. And, you know, now they're sort of trying to, squeeze out the little home grower or squeeze out the caregiver they're doing that more and more these days from what i'm hearing but you know um i just wanted to add that before going and um i'm gonna add a list of resources to the show notes um including one from weed maps to find medical um marijuana dark doctors to go to after you've gotten your paperwork from your psychiatrist psychologist primary care physician bring your pill bottles bring the needed forms of course and um you should be able to get your medical marijuana card in new mexico i hope this helps and as always everyone stay medicated my friends peace all right and also when you're traveling especially in our state we have a lot of borders around us so we have a lot of uh, government border checks uh, I've got personal experience with this, but from before I had my medical card. So, um, so uh, on our way up to Albuquerque, we were pulled over at a border check and, uh, we had just some swag with us, nothing important. And, uh, they were kind enough to just let us throw it away and be on our way. So I imagine with a medical card, they're going to be understanding as possible, but, uh, every now and then they will go ahead and bust you if you're carrying like your maximum amount. Say if you're going from here to Albuquerque with 230 grams of weed, they're probably going to question you for a while and, you know, run background checks and make sure everything checks out. So uh, basically, don't ask, act suspect, guys. I know it's pretty messed up to say, you know, we're patients, this is medicine, but unfortunately, Big Brother doesn't see it that way yet, so we do have to take certain precautions. All right, so along with all those common sense things, we'll do a couple more, including consumption where you can smoke, where you can't, etc. <clears throat> All right, so again, common sense, guys. No schools, no public parks, no uh, buses, no taxi cabs, no Uber cars, 
basically, if in the back of your head you're saying, I shouldn't be smoking weed here, you shouldn't be smoking weed there. Again, if you're going to, like, say, a state fair, take some edibles with you. You're not going to be out there with a two-foot freaking joint puffing up state parks and federal parks. You really want to avoid those, especially the federal ones, because those are big boys who don't play by our rules. Uh, state parks, um, again, just keep it real subtle. Don't be an asshole out there trying to be Captain Rasta. You know, this is your medicine. Respect it. Respect people around you. And uh, this isn't really so much for New Mexico residents, although we do have it occasionally, but um, it's really easy to start a fire, guys. So you see all these state parks going up in flames, and it's easy to think, man, I bet some dude just dropped his freaking blunt out there when he was done. So, again, be respectful of what we got, and let's not be the nuisance that people want to see stoners as. Okay, so workplace. This is going to vary literally per place. Um, I know a lot of places will hire you with a medical card, but um, they don't want you smoking at the job. Again, just like with taking pills or anything, you don't want to go into work all super loaded out and uh, giving people a reason to put that negative light onto cannabis. Uh, let's see, last thing we're going to go ahead and mention is... Um, where you can smoke. Of course, your personal property, um, always be considerate of neighbors, so use um, sploopies, things like that, if you live in a really congested, like uh, apartment building, like we're in. Incense, sploopies, stuff like that help. Um, backyards are technically okay, but remember, you're gonna have neighbors smelling it and wondering what you're up to. So um, if you've got like a busybody neighbor, Maybe toking it up in the yard's not the best idea because you're probably going to get a from the police. Sure, you're going to be just fine, but it's a headache nobody wants to go through. So uh, basically, when it comes to consuming your medical cannabis, be smart. Do it at home. Do it when you don't have anywhere to go. Be respectful. This is still medicine, people. Um, enjoy it, you know? If you're using it for depression, then about time. Hope you're having a better day. But, you know, don't take a big old long drag and then jump on the freeway. You know, watch some TV, cook some dinner, relax. That's what it's meant for. So, uh, yeah, let's just be respectful and responsible with our medicine. And let's show people out there that we can function absolutely normally, even if you caught me this if you need to. Even though behind the screen, we're all stoned and chong. Uh, so, yeah. And it's easy, especially in the days recreational to get this is medical marijuana. So follow the rules, don't be an idiot, be respectful, and uh, have fun. Hope you feel better, enjoy your medicine. Alright guys, this has been Next Stone Bears with New Mexico State Law. Uh, I hope I covered everything. Uh, laws always change, so please don't take this as like the Ten Commandments. It changes when you check on that. But yeah, there's just some basics to help you get around and uh, stay off the front. All right, guys.
times will come and you will see a door into your eyes. Now I'm gone. And it's out. And it's not what you thought it was about. But a lie that you know will keep you bound in. Sometimes you win. Keep you right.